ACW is sponsored by Jabati. Self-care through skincare. Jabati is for everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to ACW Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. It's always a joy to have you listeners on the other end there listening to us. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host. And guess what, guys? Today we got two special co-hosts. And I'm so excited about our conversation. And actually, we're going to talk about women in wellness. Yes. And more so women of color in wellness. Now, this is Women History Month, and I wanted to end this month with a cultural and awareness conversation around women in wellness. So I'm so happy to have Tashina Cole Dunn, our public health commentator here, and the amazing Dawn Wells with DWF Wellness. Welcome, 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 ladies. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for having us. Yes, Robin, thank you so much. Yes, yes, thank you, ladies. So I'm going to start, Tashina, I want you to kind of quickly introduce yourself and, and just kind of give us some background. We've been listening to Tashina to, to throughout the podcast. She's our public health commentator, and she comes with all the amazing stat, statistics behind public health, all the resources. But I want to know, share with our listeners, why did you choose this career? And I want... Our listeners understand this is really focused on women in wellness because again we don't hear a lot about that especially women of color so Tashina tell me more about what put you on this journey so a great question Robin um I I've always been into being physically active right so since I was a young child but as I got older I was interested in learning more about nutrition and so um I just started to kind of change my diet slowly and I started to read food labels and what that whole thing meant. And as I started to do that, um, I just, my eyes kind of got open to the world around me. And then I thought, you know, if this is me, I'm sure there's so many people like me and even more people who don't even have the resources that I have. And so it really sort of ignited this passion um, to learn for myself and then help others who either um, don't have the resources in underserved communities. And then, of course, I wanted to help people in my own community, you know, Black women and women of color specifically uh, to be healthier because we do have a lot of health disadvantages and there's a lot of reasons behind that. But nutrition and, and wellness are, you know, at, at the root of a lot of those things. So that's really um, what ignited that passion for me. Well, for me, it's, it's sort of the same path initially where I've always been active and, you know, from high school all the way through, then going into the Marine Corps. Um, but then uh, as you, as you know, Robin, later on, I was diagnosed with bulimia and uh, that still continues to be a challenge for me in my life. And so um, with that, um, there are a lot of women, especially women of color, and, and we don't talk about having those issues. And so for me, it's personal in the sense that I um, really want to be able to work with women specifically that have those issues that, that have, you know, eating disorders or a lot of us deal with stress eating more particularly. 
And so um, for me, that's where my calling is, is dealing with people that have, you know, eating disorders in, in that area. And now more recently, I've gone into um, medical fitness where I'm now a certified um, medical fitness practitioner. And so working with fitness and using it as medicine. And so in our community, there's just not enough of us that understand the importance of um, being healthy and, and exactly what that looks like. And so that's for me, that's, that's just my passion and my calling. Thank you, Dawn. And I appreciate both of you ladies. And I just want to elaborate a little bit on what you're saying, listening at your journey. And I pretty much had the same journey. And you know what I found interesting, ladies, is that when I got on this journey, which back in the 80s, I'm maybe dating myself. <laughs> but when I got on this journey, there were very few women of color or people of color. And I, I often wondered why, why is it that I'm the only black in this workshop or getting this certification, this, that, and the other. And I knew then I got a call in here. I got a call in here. So it, it was very personable for me too. So, and I was so happy, honestly, to meet you ladies and to work with you and to really be around people with like minds, like, okay, I'm not in this alone. I got women of color here who understands and believe what I believe. So for me to have uh, colleagues and friends like you guys and associates that we're speaking the same thing, it's powerful. And this is what I want our listeners to understand that more of us, more of us need to be in this lane. And I hope our conversation today would encourage our young women, especially women of color, to look at that as a career option. Look at it, wellness as an option of getting the information and going back into your community. And you said it, Tashina, going back into your community and sharing. So thank y'all for that. Absolutely. Yep. I agree, Robin. I mean, it's, it, 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 I felt the same way, just finding people who are like-minded. Um, and it's, it's sad but it certainly has changed a lot in the last decade. Like you said, um, we've seen a lot of growth. So there's a lot more of us out there in the forefront, especially with social media. So it's that's a beautiful thing to see the growth. Thank you. Now, Dawn, for you, what, what really motivated you to choose a health and wellness uh, uh, career? Was that your first choice in high school? Like, okay, I'm going to be a health and wellness advocator and I'm going to do this. Was that your first uh, focus? No, actually it was not. My, initially, my first focus was mental health and I wanted to be a psychiatrist. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, and even later on, it, it still was not uh, health and wellness. This was this is actually my second career, <laughs> and so I, my first career was in the corporate setting, um, and it was in the IT world, and and then dealing more. And then I went into recruiting, and so this is, is I actually kind of fell into <laughs> wellness, and fitness, and wellness because of my uh, my uh, god sister Pam, and so it just it just ended up being something that I absolutely loved to do. It was, it was just a hobby at first. And then it became actually my career because I loved it. And the more knowledge that I acquired in the area of fitness and then later on nutrition, 
it just, the more knowledge I got, the more I loved it. And then the more that I saw that there was a need for it, and then working with um, a niche market with the senior population and with the blind and visually impaired, it's just, that was it for me. I was done. This is, this is just, it was, it was it. So no, it was not, <laughs> it was not at all. But you know, you leave yourself open to be a vessel and, and then God will put you where you need to go. Yes, yes, that is said, said wonderfully. You're so correct, Dawn. Now, um, ladies, did you find, I, I'm just speaking from my journey, did you find along this journey, were there a lot of women of color stuck in, in your career path? That did you see? And then really was a support there? Well, I came up a lot later than you guys did. Like I said, this is my second career here now. And so I didn't actually get started into um, health and wellness in, until like 2012. So for me, there were a lot of uh, women of color um, in the arena. Um, now, what I can say is not at a high level. And even still, if you think about it, you don't see a lot of us at that high, you know, that high um, notoriety um, sector. And so, so for me, I do, but I mean, there are a lot more of us and like you guys said in this decade. So I'm, I'm still close to you all's age. So earlier on in the eighties, who do we have? Like Jane Kennedy? And that was it, right? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> so she was like it for us. And, there, and I remember doing her albums, but um, so I did see a lot. I didn't have um, a lot of pushback, but I can say I didn't have a lot of support either. So I don't know that there was a lot of unity amongst us. I saw a lot of us in the sector, but I didn't see a lot of unity amongst us. In, in the industry? Yeah, I would say um, the same because I came on around 2010 is when I finished my schooling. And when I was in school, there were a lot of women of color um, and it was quite diverse. So there was, there was a lot more of that, but yeah, there wasn't a ton of um, unity. And I think a lot of that changed with, you know, social media platforms and having a lot more connectedness in that way. So people who would never be able to connect or even knew the others existed um, are able to do that now. So I, I definitely think there's a lot of us, but I agree with what you said. And uh, there aren't a lot at the top. And that's kind of the case in a, across a lot of industries, right? We're just not seen at these higher level positions. It's changing um, it, slowly, and that's a great thing, but it's still, you know, it's still slim. So um, yeah, I definitely agree. And I actually started in mental health as well. So it's funny, we had the same start. I was in psychology and it totally changed uh, tracks um, to public health. So, yep, same over here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Now, my question to both of you. Um, do you think it is very important, and I, and I know it, what the answer is, but do you think it's important for young ladies, children, young girls to see us as women of color in this industry? Do you find it to be very important? 
Well, I think, you know, I think the question is, why is it important, right? Because we know that it's important, Correct. but the why, uh, why is it important? Because we all need to have modeling. That's something that we learned early on is not do as I say, not what I do. You know, that doesn't work. We like to think it works, but it doesn't really work. So if I can show you that I'm doing something and, and, and you know, that follows what I'm saying, then that's really a more powerful message. And so if young women of color can see other women that look like them doing something that maybe they want to do, but they don't think is attainable, um, that's a, a powerful message that sent, to send to them. And, and that goes across anything, but particularly when it comes to your health and wellness, if you're not seeing that in your family or your community, in, in your you know, circle, if you can see that in a broader scope on a social media platform, on TV or um, somewhere else in your school or something like that, if you can see other women who look like you, uh, doing something like that, it, it may not even be something you thought about doing, but now you do because you see someone else doing it, right? And so now it's a yet another path, that, another opportunity that you have. I, I totally agree with Tashina, exactly. Um, especially when she said, why is it important for us to be seen in the industry? Um, the, the real question is why? Um, and then the fact that they, we do, they need to see, our young girls need to see um, someone like them um, doing this. But you know what else is important, you guys, is for it to be, for them to see um, it in a healthy perspective, right? Because uh, what's been sold yeah. to us in this Western society is one body image. And so even so in, in, the, in this country, we've seen health and wellness look one way. And so our young right. girls, have been taught to that this is what it looks like and this is it. And that's not how we look. And so I think what really another, another why in regards to, to piggyback off of Tashina is to the, the why needs to also be that it needs to be presented in a way that healthy, it looks different on everyone right and and that we need to be doing making sure that we're putting out the right message to our young girls and that you don't have to be you know 59 or 510 and 110 pounds or 120 pounds to be healthy that's not necessarily what your healthy is going to look like it depends on you so 100% 100% right Yes, I truly agree. Thank y'all for that so much. Um, because I find in our young girls, uh, when it comes to their bodies, and because I have a teenager, and I have to kind of compensate with her on, you know, your 14 body is going to be different than everybody else's. And you got to understand, you know, when I motivate you to move and to eat, it's because I'm speaking to you from a woman of color and understanding our culture uh, does not embrace uh, fitness or wellness. And, and that's something we got to really elaborate on too, because I'm living in a culture right now that really just speaks to, uh, I grew up with this food, you know, I'm used to eating this. This is our tradition. Um, and it really overshadows the fact that you want to live long. 
and culture could kill you, you know, so culture could kill you. So ladies, thank you so much for, for uh, your, your input on that. My next question to both of you, the challenges in this industry, the challenges, let's talk about that. Dawn, what are some of your challenges that you have faced as a woman of color? That the, the body image, because it, it, it says, because I am a curvy woman. So I'm not that, that five, nine, 110 pound person, but I am extremely healthy. Um, and, and, and my wellness is because, you know, healthy one. And that's the one thing that I don't think that we, we project as well. You can control your wellness, but you can't control your health. Sometimes health is genetics, right? And so um, that's a thing that if you don't look a certain way, you are not um, credible in your industry. And so that's led me to have a lot of issues. And, and, and again, I've had, I'm bulimic. So I've had issues with, uh, and even that I've gotten pushed back on because I'm not, you know, skinny. So they don't, a lot of people are like, well, you're not bulimic because you're not skinny. And even that has been um, doubted. I've been doubted in that area. So uh, it, it's just that your credibility is not always viewed the same if you don't look a certain way. And it's just that my genetics, I'm just a curvy woman. <laughs> this is just how I'm built. This is how I'm made, right? And so um, that has been one of the things that I've, I've, uh, I've had to deal with and over and over again in this industry um, because I didn't look a certain way. I've even had been attacked online, you know, by, oh, you don't, you look this and you look, you know, so it's, it's been, that's, yeah, people are really brutal, you know, so. Yeah, you're right. Tashina, what, what, what are some of your challenges? You know, um, when you spoke about the cultural challenge of, of behind eating and nutrition, that was a challenge that I came across a lot um, in the, the sectors and the groups of people that I worked with. Um, that was seemed to be the pushback that, that I got a lot um, because this is what I'm eating. This is what I grew up eating, you know, um, and, and this association with healthy eating and, and being a different race, like being a white person. Oh, you, well, you must be, oh, I'm not a white person. I don't eat like that. You know, that's how they eat over there. Um, and this, this really, this ignorance behind what it means to be healthy and that you can't eat the foods that you love in a, in a healthy way, right? That there's ways to create the, the same thing that you loved eating, but modify it and create a healthier version. So that's something that I took at the, the challenge and um, pushed back uh, to those groups of people and said, hey, how about making it this way? How about changing it up? So you're not taking away something that you love, that's part of who you are, that's part of your family, that's part of your culture, but you're just creating a healthier version of it so that you can change your family tree in a different way, right? So we all want to maybe be more financially successful, but also you can't be financially successful and have this great life if you're not healthy, if you're not well. So changing your family tree so that you don't 
have this history of, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that was a challenge that came up over and over and over again was how do I, you know, enjoy my food and enjoy my life and enjoy being social without taking away um, the things that I love, you know, integrating it into my life. Thank you. Now, let me let me share something with you guys. You know, some of my challenges were, and I've been in this industry almost 30 years. I don't know if I'm dating myself, but I found my challenges were opportunities. I found that in spite of all the certifications and the knowledge I had, there was always this wall of, well, yeah, you got the education, but I don't know if I want to get, receive the message from you. And it, it could be people, like you said, Dawn, people could be brutal. But if you don't believe in yourself and believe in your message and know that God has put you in this position to deliver, then you would really, you know, take that personally and just shut down. And sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I did shut down and I had to tell myself, wait a minute, this is my calling. I'm not going to let somebody else's opinion of me or judgment of me uh uh, change my uh, direction. So a lot of my challenge was opportunity. So you know what I had to do? I had to create my own opportunity. ACW podcast, my wellness program. I work with both of you guys and it was always about creating opportunity for others like me to get in this door. Once you endure, you can deliver your message, but you got to remove that doorkeeper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. We exactly. got them all in the industry. Absolutely, Robin. It, it's, it's about knowing what you know and knowing your mission. If you know your purpose, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And that's the bottom line. You have to know what you know, what you know, and you have to know that this is your calling. That's just the bottom line. And it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter. You have to know, period. You just have to know. And no matter what happens, no matter what, at the end of the day, you just have to know that this is where you're supposed to be period. It doesn't matter what it looks like or what it feels like or what might be going on in that very moment. You have to be very clear within yourself that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And, and never mind what other people say. Everybody has an opinion, right? And so you, you just have to be clear about it, period. Thank yeah, you. And you definitely have to, you know, you, you definitely have to be prepared to be told no, right? So, you know, that that helps us to kind of toughen up and, and build that character when we're told no, because eventually you're going to get a yes. And when you get the yeses, you appreciate those yeses even more and those opportunities even more because you know what you've gone through to get there. And that's, you know, something that I would definitely tell young people is, appreciate the no's and the door slams as much as you appreciate those opportunities where they open the door and they say yes, because they all are a part of the journey. And you need both to have the balance and to have the appreciation and to keep going, right? You need both of those um, 
in your journey. And like you said, as, and, and as you get more successful and you get more opportunities and you go higher up, there's going to be more people with more opinions. That's just comes with the territory. More The more people that are talking about you and talking negative about you typically means you're doing something right and keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yes. Yes, that's true. Now, ladies, if you had an opportunity, if you had a, a, someone a, a, that you're mentoring, um, what words of wisdom would you give them as a young woman going into the health and wellness world? What would, how would you encourage them? I would say, um, I would say to, as, as Dawn was um, just saying, learn everything that you can about your field, know your purpose, know your focus, um, know that this is your path, you know, really believe that. And then once you figure out what specifically within um, health and wellness, what specifically you want to target, focus on that, shadow wh- however many people in the industry you can, reach out, do as many volunteer um, projects, as many internships as you can, if you can, um, in your free time. And really fine tune that skill set that you need so that you become a valuable um, commodity within that industry and you stand out from the others, right? And then on top of that, like you said, Robin, create your own opportunity. Be prepared to create. And that's kind of the world we're in now where so many people are out there creating their own opportunities because they have been shut out or they just couldn't find um, opportunities, weren't given opportunities, but create that. Be prepared to create your own um, opportunity. And this is a great industry where you you can do that fairly easily. Um, Now, is it going to be easy to get you know, clients, not necessarily, but you certainly can start by creating your own opportunities. Once you know what your focus is, you fine tune your skills, you shadow and intern and work alongside those people who have already been doing it. So you can gain that uh, expertise and, and that mentorship. I, you both have already said it. <laughs> Tashina, touche and I, <laughs> She's already said it. Exactly. Exactly. And the only other thing I could possibly say is just to be true to who you are. You know, when you are mentoring or when you are, um, excuse me, being a mentee, just make sure that when it's your time, you be true to whatever your brand is. That that would be the only other thing that I could say. And make sure that, I mean, that would be it. So you said it, you hit the nail dead, dead on the head, Tashina. Now, ladies, I have to ask you this one because, you know, I always go back and I think about my mother and my grandmother. And I always say I couldn't be who I could be if it wasn't for these amazing women. And this is Women History Month and we want to pay homage and, and give praise to some amazing women in our life. So what woman in your lives that really inspired you to live your truth? Oh, that's just one. There isn't one for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know there may be many, but. Not one. Oh my gosh. My, I've been, my mother uh, died when I was four. So I was influenced by God bless me with a number of women in my past as I was growing up that molded me. So I can't say there's one, honestly. Um, 
I can't. There have been many, and I've been so blessed with that. So many. <laughs> and let's <laughs> just say I've been molded by many women, and I'm I'm thankful to God for that because it's made me who I am today. Ah, oh, yes, that that's a tough one. Um, I mean, definitely my mother, you know. It started it um, by just uh, giving me, you know, a place to feel safe and supported, right? That's huge when you grow up um, feeling like you are supported and you are, you can, the stars are, are, you know, sky's the limit, so to speak, right? You can be anything. So she definitely gave that foundation to me to even go out and think that I could do anything that I could do. So nothing seemed unattainable, right? And that kept my focus and and she taught me hard work and the importance of being independent and, you know, relying on yourself. Um, so relying on other people is something I had to learn on my own, um, the, the importance of teamwork and reaching out and, you know, all of that, that was something that I, uh, I learned along the way. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say it, even though it probably sounds corny, but Robin, you're one of the people that uh, inspire me and I admire so much. I, I can't even, it, it makes me exhausted just listening to some of the stuff that you do. So <laughs> it's, it's just inspiring the, the amount of energy and the joy that you have every day. You know, that's inspiring to me. And so um, I really appreciate you and, and all that you do. Um, on a daily basis. And I only know a, a fraction of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you know, ladies, you both inspired me. Like I said, growing up in this industry and not seeing a lot of us, when I met you guys, I was so excited. I was like, yes, yes, yes. There's other women here that think the way I do and want to do things that I do. So that is so encouraging. So I I'm always inspired by women that are in the same industry with me, that have the same passion, have things in common. And I want us as women of color to start connecting these dots. Let's start creating community of us who can support each other. So I appreciate both of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. No, Robin. the feelings are mutual. Robin is a beast. I know you have you like she makes your eyeballs cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's something else. And I mean that in a wonderful way. Please know that. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for your your insight. And I, I really just wanted to toot your guys' horn today because you both of you do so much. And I know quite a few more of us are doing uh, things in the industry. But I just wanted to really highlight you guys and thank you and just give you an opportunity to encourage others. So thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Tashina. Um, and as I always say to my listeners, um, you know, let's live life with purpose, intention, and love. And, and, and that's how we live it, guys. That's why we do what we do. So uh, Dawn, before we leave, please let our listeners tap into your information. How can they get and connect with you? Uh, and Sheena, you could do the same. So please share your info, Dawn. Absolutely. So it's dwfwellness.com is the website. 
And um, my email is the same, dwfwellness at gmail.com. And um, the contact info, the phone number is 678-660-5101. And it's Dawn Wells. Thank you. Sheena. <laughs> oh, so um, yes, if anyone wants to shoot me an email about any questions um, uh, that you have about wellness or nutrition or any of that public health, uh, it's T-C-O-J-A-C-K 2013 at Gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at Tashina Cole. Um, so definitely feel free to direct message me there or just follow me. Um, I do post some things and I'm going to be posting more, but I will certainly um, answer any, any questions that anyone has or any comments, engage with any comments as well. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. And listeners, I hope you were able to intake all of that wonderful energy and it inspired you, especially those women out there to do what your heart tells you to do whatever you're passionate about, do it. But we want to see more women of color in our industry because we need your help. We have a health crisis here in our community and we need more of us that look like us to get out there and advocate and deliver these messages. So again, ladies, thank you. Uh, listeners, live life again. I'm going to say it again with purpose, intention, and love. And thank y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Robin. Bye-bye. Robin. Bye-bye. ACW is presented by Partnerships in Fitness, a fitness and health and wellness consulting group, building strong minds and bodies and empowering one community at a time. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our Pifnola YouTube channel and leave questions or comments. You have been listening to the Awareness, Culture, and Wellness Podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we hope that you tune in to our next Wellness Wednesday as we discuss topics that heal the mind, body, and spirit. Until next time, I'm Robin Gabriel Parson, your ACW Podcast host. ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skin care. Jabadi is for everybody. 